Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves, and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, happy Monday, or whenever you're listening. I am so glad that you're here. You know the drill. Wednesday, Friday, if you are listening as soon as this releases, or in a year from now, that is great. I am so glad you're here. I'm glad I finally sat my tail down to record this episode. It's been a minute since we've talked, and I know that we talked about having a more consistent podcast. So I wanted to let y'all know that will be happening. I finally found someone to help me edit um, just the audio portion, which is not crazy hard. It's just, I don't have any knowledge in that area. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, and I'm really going to try and be consistent and have some interviews also like we had with Will. If you missed the last episode, my husband, I interviewed him just about, you know, Sledge's journey and recently just what the Lord's been showing him. And Man, I needed to hear what he had to say. So if y'all have not listened, I heavily encourage you to pause this and go back and listen because it was really encouraging um, for me. Like he totally blew me away. Um, But anyway, so being honest, y'all, November, December, and even January and February, January is also like the longest month ever. But Sledge has been sick. We've been trying to navigate some things with his help. All, All good. Um. But, and then clearly stated has been, it's always crazy Q4, especially. And so it's all answered prayers. Like it's great. And I'm, it's wonderful, but it's still also trying to manage what the Lord has for me, you know? And, um, and I think we're all trying to do that. Right. I kind of feel like, like, you know, you feel like, oh, life is busy or life is a lot. And it's, um, it's always going to kind of be that way. Right. And there's, there are more intense seasons, but I, uh, I know that we're all just navigating a lot. So anyway, I'm just thankful that we're here now and that we get to talk about something I think is really important and something I genuinely think will change the course of your year if you get serious about it. That's a big thing to say, but I really believe that. So um, if, you're, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we have been working through the focus devotional. If you are not familiar with that devotional, there's one word for every week of the year. And what it does is amidst our oversaturated, crazy world full of technology, lots in our face and trying to do all the things, it really helps you zero zero in, right? To zoom in on a word and to really get serious about that word and ask Jesus, what do you have to say about this? Like, Forget everything, forget my preconceived notions, forget all the distractions, all of that. What does your word say about this? So this week, we're going to talk about a word that I have heard so frequently mentioned around me. Um, If you are someone who has like a word of the year or you just know about that, I have, I mean, in my friend groups, with family, just in conversations with people in my industry, just in general, I feel like this word has been everywhere. And that word is intentional. What does it mean to live an intentional life? 
I mean, who doesn't want to say that they live with focus and direction and follow through? But here is why I wanted to do a podcast, not only because it's the next word on the list, but because I think that this is true. I think good intentions are everywhere, but living intentionally is rare. So how do we do it? How do we live in a way that pleases the Lord, furthers the kingdom, and walks in the truth that we know? How do we be doers of the word and let it go from head knowledge to heart knowledge and actually walk it out? I thought it would be helpful if we almost made like a list of questions, right, that we can sit down and who's the person that we should ask the most about having or what to do, where to put our energy, where to put our time, where to put our resources, who's the one that knows everything? I know it's like Sunday school. The answer is Jesus, right? He is the one. That really can give us the ultimate direction and that if we want to live an intentional life, it will only be by talking with him that we know how to do so. So I wanted to go through four questions, kind of like a blueprint. Like if you ask him these questions, I really think it will help you sift through the practicalities of how to walk out being intentional and not just talking about it. Okay. I do not want this podcast to be a feel good episode. I want it to be a tool in your tool belt that you actually live differently after you listen. So the first question is this, how do I prioritize you? So you're talking to Jesus. How do I prioritize you in this season? You know, I think the beginning of intentionality starts with giving the Lord your first attention and then asking him how to to show you how to prioritize him. The good thing about prioritizing Jesus is that he helps you prioritize everything else, right? Jesus is not a supervisor who says, hey, come to me and come to me with a plan, right? He says, come to me empty-handed and I will tell you about my plan. When you are intentional about putting Jesus first, he helps bring order to everything else. So being purposeful about where to put your time, your energy, your resources, and your efforts is only possible when you prioritize the giver of all these things first and foremost. These days, especially with the start of the new year, you know, recently behind us, it is February, but, um, or if it's August when you're listening, like this is very relevant, right? There are a million books and articles on how to build better habits and how to manage our time. And y'all, I am a consumer of those books. I think they are great and smart and awesome that we are taking the time to fill our minds with things that are helpful and proactive. But I think it's important to note that the conversation and recommendations first began with the Bible. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says this, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Psalm 90, 12 says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Managing your time with wisdom, discernment, and awareness is Jesus's idea. Managing your time with wisdom, discernment, and awareness is Jesus's idea, not your favorite authors, not your favorite person to follow on Instagram, not the guy who does a Harvard study. That is an idea that comes straight from his word. Here's the thing. 
you can be really intentional and disciplined and driven and determined, but if it is not in the right direction, it does not last. Living intentionally is more about where you are pointing than the pace you are traveling. I think that is so crucial, y'all, because to be honest, that's where I get hung up, right? I'm like, oh, maybe if I go faster or if I can get as much done as possible, then I can achieve more for him. And the Lord's like, hey, living intentionally is about walking with me, not trying to get ahead and do things for me. I actually don't even need you. I could do it all by myself. The point is getting to know me, learning my heart, sitting at my feet. And you can't do that if you live with your hair on fire. Living intentionally is more about where you are pointing than the pace you are traveling. Think about this for you. Like, what does it look like to prioritize Jesus in this season? And I want that last phrase to really be, that's crucial for the question. This season, y'all, every season is very, very different. We're talking about this one, not last one, not the one you hope you get to, this one. What's realistic for you? Maybe as a new mom, there are less group Bible studies and more worshiping while you change your diapers. I'm talking about in the very throes of the newborn stages where time feels like an illusion and half the time you don't even know how that time is spent, you know? <laughs> or, but to be intentional in that kind of season, it is possible to maybe schedule a FaceTime with a friend and you pray over each other and your child every Wednesday morning. Yo, it's those little things that I think when you are intentional about, they change the game for you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Or maybe you're in a season where you just started a new job and you travel more than you'd like. Or the demand is just greater. What if on the airplane or in the car, you listen to the Gospels read out loud or an audiobook that encourages your walk with Jesus? What if you did that instead of letting your mind wander or um, scrolling or doing even more work? What if you really took some intentional time to let your mind breathe and to fill your spirit with truth? These are so simple. Like, I mean, we could walk through a million different examples, right? I just wanted to mention like two specific ones, but think of practical ways that, that for you in the season you're in, how can you prioritize what actually matters right where you are? The second question is, what can I release to make room? Because here's the deal. If your jar is totally full to the brim and you are trying to add on to things, you will only increase your overwhelm. And that is so like, duh, right? But why do we still try? But chances are, if I had to guess based on what I know about my own life and what I know about the lives of those around me, it would be that you feel like your life is already on overload or you can't just keep it as it is. You can't keep up, right? You feel like you already are drowning. Like, of course, you want to be intentional and you're like, yeah, great idea, clear, but it feels stressful to even think about because you feel behind and you feel unintentional. And then that cycle just starts and you keep on the hamster wheel. Here's something I'm learning that is a hard pill for a lot of us to swallow, I think, in our culture of FOMO and all the things. But I think if we can get this, God can do some serious refinement, restoring, and refreshing in our own spirits. And that is this point. 
In order to live an intentional life, your no must be as firm as your yes. If you are not intentional with what you say no to, you will leave little room to be intentional with your yeses. Think about it. If you are packed to the brim, going at 90 miles an hour, or overwhelmed with life, is it harder to be present? Yes. Intentional conversation requires listening before speaking. Intentional actions require seeing before responding. And intentional living is the practice of slowing down to humble yourself first, ask God what's important in each space, and then actually walking that out. That's the thing about being intentional is it does require taking that inventory. And what what is needed to take that inventory? Room, space, air, margin. So I, I, I say these things to then ask you this, okay? What needs to be released in the current season you are walking through so that you can make room to be more intentional about what actually matters? Y'all, just because God may ask you to set it down for a season does not mean it's forever. You know what I love too, and I remind myself of this all the time because I find it so comforting, is that God is a God of reality, right? He knows the obligations on your plate. He knows the overwhelm of the pressure around you and the obstacles on your path. He doesn't need you to be intentional with time, energy, or resources you don't already have. He just needs you to surrender what you do have, right? He is not going to ask you to let go of things that you really need in this season, right? God will only instruct you to release what isn't helpful, healthy, or holy. He wants to make it easier to live an intentional life. Like he's our heavenly father. If there's anybody who wants us to live an abundant life full of intentionality, it's him. That is always his goal that you would walk lightly and live abundantly. Why is it that we tend to continue to do things that we don't even like and we forgo doing the things that we know actually matter? Like, how does that happen, right? Romans talks about that. Paul says, why do I continue to do what I hate? And that seems like strong terminology, but it is true. Like, how do you continue to negate your health? And I say you, but I mean we, in which you know you'll live in your body forever and then you care more about whatever it is right or why are we often better at being kind and listening to the person at the grocery store or at bible study than our own kid spouse or family member like why do they usually get the short end of the stick what can you release right now think about it tangibly what can you take out of your hands or what bricks can you remove from your book bag so you can travel lighter? Can you release scrolling in the morning and be more intentional with your quiet time or at night and actually read instead of having blue light in your face, (laughs) right? That has a later effect than when you get up in the morning. Can you release an obligation that worked for last season and bring some margin into your life to be more intentional with your family in this season? Can you release the unrealistic expectation you have on yourself for work? so that you can be more intentional about planning, fun, and rest. And that may sound silly, but y'all, like, especially the older you get, the more people that are involved in your life, especially with a job and just in different seasons, it's not crazy to say you have to plan, fun, and rest. You have to be intentional about doing that because life will continue to fill, 
right your hand with more work, more things to do, more distractions, unless you decide to live differently. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 22, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it talks all about how there's a time for everything, right? For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. And it goes down to say a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. All of these things, there is a certain time. And so when we are intentional about seeking the Lord's wisdom for what is the time right now for what we should be doing, it also gives us a freedom in that, but also the realization that it doesn't mean it's forever. You know, like if it is a time to pluck up what is planted, then there will also be a time to plant. If it's a time to um, for things to to die and so that new roots can take place so that other things can be born there is seasons in our lives and that is such a blessing. And I think brings a lot of freedom when it comes to this. Hey, I can be intentional with something in this season and know that it may not be forever. Um, So first, just a quick refresher. First question, how do I prioritize you in the season? You're talking to Jesus. What can I release to make room? And the third one is what small step can I make right now to begin? You know, I think what tends to throw us off is that we want to make these dramatic leaps into living a more intentional life. And we want to do them all at once. Like I am queen of doing this. And I will even say, knowing like head knowledge says, okay, clear, not possible. But in my heart, I'm, mm, I'm still going to get after it. I'm still going to try and do X, Y, Z. And then you feel defeated and you don't actually stick with a few intentional things that do matter. Like, we tend to sign up for a new gym membership, buy a new water bottle, sign up for a new Bible study, commit to hanging out with a new friend group once a week. We sign up to volunteer. We add date night to the agenda. And then we tell ourselves that we're going to cook, right? All in the same moment, we're going to change it all. And is that all possible? Sure. Like that is doable. Each of them say none of those are crazy, but not immediately. We hear a million times over, but it's so, so true that the small steps are the big steps. The small steps are the big steps, which I find annoying to hear. I know, but it is true. An intentional life is built by showing up intentionally one moment at a time. You don't need to alter everything immediately. Ask God for discernment as you walk and keep choosing the meaningful way. So think about it. Personalize it. Like stop this podcast and really give breath to it. What is small, one small thing you can do right now? Okay, so. I will be a guinea pig because I love you guys. There's a lot of things I could say about this. But for me, like I want to be more intentional about tending to my own soul and not for the sake of a project or a product or another person. I'm not always great at that. Um, So on Thursdays, I have scheduled one hour where is a meeting with myself to kind of take inventory, to just sit with Jesus, to do whatever that looks like. And obviously, like I have quiet time every day or try to, you know, um, but really just like an hour where I don't have, I don't, I'm not trying to do anything, you know, and also another thing is that Will and I want to be more intentional about connecting and not just the practical details of life. We kind of been, you know, navigating a lot of those logistical things and sledge and this and that. And so we scheduled a meeting with each other once a week, like a family meeting where it's a more, a little bit more of an elaborate check-in, you know? And it's, we know it's on the calendar. So if there's something I want to talk to him about, or there's something he wants to address with me, 
we can do that there. And we know there's space for it, which I think brings relief. Like, let me tell you, when I feel worn out on a Tuesday afternoon and I know, okay, well, on Thursday, not like I can't take a rest then. I don't mean that. And I realize I'm my own boss, but like, <laughs> I'm saying to have these things on the calendar is so helpful for my heart and my mind. Um, and the more things that we get involved in, like I said, the more that we have to live in a self-disciplined, intentional way. It is not going to just happen on accident. And I'm just going to have to be adamant, I know, about protecting it and preserving that time to assess and respond and making the small steps. Also, I would like to just bust a myth, okay? Just because you have been stepping in a certain direction or just because there are expectations for you to do so does not mean you have to adhere to that. If the steps are not in the direction of the life you want to live, do not take them, okay? Like if you feel like you've been feeding a pattern or doing something that's just not working for you or you at the end of 2023, you know, it's not going to help you become the person you want to be. Stop. Like be intentional. Don't, you don't have to add something to your plate. Be intentional about stopping that. Changing course, inviting a detour, interrupting a rhythm or breaking a habit will always feel disruptive. But if it isn't serving your highest and your best, it is urgent to do so. And let the consequences fall as they may. I think for me, that's just important to remember. Because I think what we realize is that when those those habits are present or those things that we continue to feed a stronghold or allow that those toxic thoughts to just go and we just and we don't give any attention to them, I think um we don't realize how much our spirit is affected by that. And then so then when we do address those things where we're trying to be more intentional, um, we struggle. You know, and so I think if there's anything where you go, okay, I need to let that go, or I need to invite a new thought pattern there, or I'm really struggling in this area, tend to those, be intentional about those spaces instead of trying to be superwoman in other areas that maybe are more obvious to others or perception, deal with the roots of anything that you need to before you're like, I'm going to be really intentional in these other areas. I hope that makes sense. Um, So let's repeat. Number one, first question, how do I prioritize you in this season? Talking to Jesus. Two, what can I release to make room? Three, what small step can I make right now to begin? Four, what tools can I use to remain intentional? And I wanted to include this question to end because I think it's important. Here's the deal. Starting is great. Staying the course is necessary. That's the kicker, right? Perseverance. There are a million things that we can do to remain intentional, but some that immediately just came to my mind, and in my opinion, some are non-negotiables if you want to live intentionally in the right direction. And the first one is community. Like I, I love learning from other people as they walk out what it means to be intentional for them. Like in my current season, especially other moms. And if you are surrounded by people with different strengths than you, how awesome that you could use that as an opportunity to learn from them and then in turn pour back into them. Intentional community invites an atmosphere of honesty, authenticity, and trust. When you allow others to speak to your blind spots, you remove weeds and you bring lights and new things can grow. Y'all, that is so powerful and it's hard. It requires vulnerability, but I promise you it is so crucial. The second is the word, the word of God. In order to know what it means to have an intentional life, 
we must first actually know what an, what that means, right? You must first read the book that tells you what it means to live an intentional life. God's definition of intentional, y'all, is way different than the world's. He wants you to direct your attention and your walk and the fruitfulness of your purpose, but never at the compromise of your own soul. Like he's never going to ask you to exhaust yourself to do things for him and compromise the actual state of your soul and the health of your heart. Scripture says the word is sharper than any double-edged sword and cuts through every living thing to reveal truth. And I think when we are in the word, and I know this is just true for me personally, so I'll speak from just in my own experience, I have a much more keen eye on what is important for me right now. Like, I don't think I even realize it, but if I'm in the word, I feel it. I just, right. I mean, he gives you wisdom and it's kind of like if you eat healthy and I, I feel like this is an example that everybody can relate to. You're more likely to exercise or move, right? Like when I'm in the word, it's more likely that I will spend my time, resources, energy on things that actually matter. Because the word is alive and it works in you even when you don't realize it. The third is knowing your kryptonite. Y'all, when you are intentional about knowing what usually trips you up, like what's your thing? What's the thing that if, if you see it, you, you want to bite it? You know, what? what is your kryptonite? And it might be something you never told anyone. But you can be intentional about watching out for that. It's so important. Opposition will come and things will try to stop you or interrupt you. So what is it for you? Here are some like few, just like small examples. Is it the tendency to overcommit to prove your worth or significance? Is it the lack of prioritization with your family or a certain thing in your life? Is it the pressure from social media to suck all your time and your peace, making you feel frazzled and behind? Is it your tendency to get distracted by things that are urgent and right in front of you rather than focus on things that are important, but they're not screaming? Whatever it is, know that it's okay. Like good news for you, the Lord already knows your kryptonite. You know, he knows the thorn in your side, but knowing that allows you to build boundaries and establish routines and rhythms that are A, realistic. If they're not realistic, you won't do them and be their protective measures. So that's important. Know your kryptonite. D, I don't even know if this terminology makes sense, but know your green zone. In other words, like if you want to be intentional with your schedule and the way that you spend your time, when know when you best steward it. When's your green zone? For me, I write best in the mornings usually. So therefore, if I want to be intentional about writing, I know when to do it. Or at least know that, okay, if I have a, a deadline to really secure some time in the mornings where that's what I'm doing. Maybe it's scheduling lunch with a friend and you know that Thursday afternoon is when you can really start to decompress and you are getting ready for the weekend and you feel relaxed. And so that's a good way for you to just like gear your heart. And then on Mondays, you can look forward to it. I mean, these are little things that I know this sounds silly, but it really is being intentional about these small things in our lives that I think makes a huge difference. And the last one is this, is when it's all said and done, y'all, grace. Whip it out of your tool belt frequently for yourself and for others. At the end of the day, living an intentional life is not found in the level of productivity or the attempt at perfection. It is found in receiving his love and doing your best. That's it, your best, all that you can to give that love in return. 
after all, being intentional has everything to do with focusing on who you're becoming, the person, the heart, and letting the doing, so what your hands do as a result of what your heart becomes, that is a result. Hebrews 5.14 is a verse I love. I think it's such a great one for what we're talking about. It says, but solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Yo, what that insinuates is that we're not supposed to be great at it immediately. You know, like faith is something where every day our muscles get stronger. And the more that you eat that solid food, which requires A, your application. Like God can give you the food, but only you can put it in your mouth. So do like be intentional with your time. Be intentional with where your energy goes. Be intentional with about removing things that aren't good for you. Constant practice, constant practice, constant practice. But what that also says is there's grace for it. The Lord knows. He knows that you need the practice and he is good with that. He's good with it. So anyway, I'm going to end with the Monday prayer. I just feel like this is just like a deep breath for you, for me. Um, So this is always on clearly stated Instagram if you want to actually read it. And I try and kind of break it down. And just have it on the lock screen on your phone or whatever, just to refer to these words and speak it over your soul. Okay. If you're listening and you can close your eyes, awesome. If not, please do not close them if you're driving. Hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. Your active, abundant grace is the foundation of every moment. How is it that the King of Kings would find me worthy of such a gift? This week, I yearn to live from a place of surrender and release. Help me cling to you, holding everything else loosely. I trust you. Breathe on my life, especially the parts that feel stagnant or unsure. You resurrect. You replenish. You restore. You change everything. When my mind starts to imagine hypotheticals or worry about tomorrow, Redirect my focus back to you, eyes off the waves and back on you. Help me remember that you have carried me through the deepest waters. There is nowhere that I will go, nothing that I will face, and no place that you will call me to that you haven't gone before me and with me. Thank you for slowing me down and settling my soul in your presence. It is there that I am reminded of what truly matters and lasts. I pray that the meditation of my heart and the words from my mouth please you. How I love others is the revealing of my love for you. I am grateful, Father. You hold my heart and you direct my steps. Hope is mine. You are here and you are able. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, I love you guys. Just a reminder. If you follow along on Instagram, you know, The Miracle of You, which was inspired by a sledge's story, but it's really just a love letter from parents to kids um, or any little nuggets in your life and uh, really God's love letter to us that of all the things that we'll see, the places that we'll go, and the book is so pretty, the visual, I mean, Alejandro, the illustrator, did an incredible job, but it takes you all those through all those experiences and then it says, hey, guess what? God's favorite is you. Isn't that awesome? Anyway, if you want to be updated on all the things, you can always sign up for our email list. You can go to clearlystated.com 
super easy. And I promise like what we send out, you can always unsubscribe, but you can specify, I want to just get devotions and you'll just get devotions. Or I want to know about sales. We'll tell you about sales, but we promise to let it be things that fortify you and encourage you and always point you to Jesus. So if you felt the Holy Spirit lay someone on your heart while you were listening, shoot this podcast to them. Or as always, it is so helpful. Y'all so helpful if you leave a review. Um, it takes five seconds. I have really started to leave reviews for other podcasts slash other products online because I have learned the importance as someone who does them myself. So anyway, I am praying for you wherever this podcast finds you and just know that I'm grateful for you. I can tell you this, that I don't know the specifics of your life, but I do expect God to show up for you because he is good for it. Have a beautiful week, friends. You are deeply, deeply loved.